0: This is the
1: Video Jumpyard Podcast. We are here. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. It's a lion. It's a lion. It's a lion. The dead whose haunted
0: souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all part of Bubblegum.
2: From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half man, half ape, with the strength of twenty demons. It's
1: time. And welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson, and with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Styskull. How's it going, guys? It's going. I exist, or we exist, right? A,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh we exist another day. Fair to middle it. I just had to throw in yeah. another like doing all right cliche, you know. <laughs> another day, another dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's going that well, right? It's kind of yeah. like yeah, you know, it's the we had some bad storms this weekend that uh knocked power out for a while, so that was our big excitement. Yeah, how how long did you guys end up being mm, powerless? I'd say about six hours. About six, yeah. six and a half hours total. Substantial. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and it—it was a pretty rough storm. It knocked down power in a few places around town. So pretty much half of Oshkosh got hit with this. Plus, the EAA air show just had just started, or people were Mm. all getting there. It was pretty much the day before it started formally. So there were a lot of people camping, like thousands of people camping, and luckily there were no tornadoes there wasn't the hail they were calling for but yeah we after a while we're like well it's still light out and the storms kind of passed let's just drive around because we have no air conditioning in the house without electricity right so it's just hot and the kids were getting antsy and so we just kind of drove around and then went to walmart because that's what we do (laughs) sometimes
2: (laughs) yes yeah the shopping because i don't have anything else to do
1: well, especially if your power is out at home. But I
2: we've done that when our power definitely isn't out at home. Yeah. So It was just something we to kill time. We just kind
1: of wandered around. We didn't even really need anything. We didn't really buy... Well, we had needed a couple things we picked up, but mostly it was just wandering around and looking at stuff. And, you know, Walmart. Walmart just wandering. That Nice <laughs> Wander to know Mart. what
0: your what your habits will be when the apocalypse inevitably happens. It's like, well, fuck. Because we got to go to Walmart. <laughs> there, that's there like was... the last
2: place I'm gonna go in that, like the actual like apocalypse situation. I
0: have nothing against the so. facility. It's just that I know that other people will be at the Walmart, and most of them are probably other people I don't want to survive with. Kind of op- people that want to like
1: throw down
2: over some teepee,
1: you know? Yeah. Like, that's, um, well, wow. I, even like at like, the beginning of or during the the, the main part of the pandemic, um, you know, it's like I had that struggle of. Oh, we need something from the grocery store. Well, I really don't want to go, but at the same time, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you, you kind of take turns and everybody gets a little break. Like I just I need a little car time. <laughs> I don't care if it's just down the street. <laughs> yeah. So, take the lo- drive the long way home. You know, yeah. Like-, <laughs> like, oh, I got lost getting milk. Sorry. <laughs> 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 but well, I mean, you're putting all the effort yeah. to get masked up and everything. It's like, okay, might as well make it worth the while and be out for a little bit. Just right. outside. So, but uh, yeah, otherwise, um, you know, yeah, the, the power coming back on was, was awesome. It's like one of those things that like kicked on at 1230 or something like that. It woke everybody up. Because all the lights were on, (laughs) everything's on. Yeah, (laughs) your TVs. I I guess TVs don't do that anymore. Mine did. Both of mine did. They turned back on, so I had to go turn everything off, and you know, yeah. Then I had a hard time. I
2: remember that from the age of tube TVs. Like everything in the house you had on, and just pops right back on. You know. Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing much you can do in those situations, right? It's what they call a force of God. That's right. Potential segue. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i was gonna say you should use it as a like maybe someone blotted out existence for a brief moment but yeah either way yeah it's gonna be a segue yeah
2: i thought you were going there with the apocalypse thing so that's a, yeah that, oh,
0: there was shit. a there so
1: way. many opportunities for this so because, much like yeah. with
0: all catholicism there's always a three-way it's usually with the one person but
1: yeah yeah i got that's that how right, most right? of mine are too so Follow <laughs> <of> my <laughs> son of <and> the <laughs> Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. they just found a way to cheat the system. So, hand, yeah. hand, foot. And tonight we are talking about this odd stuff because we are discussing the 1999 American fantasy comedy film Dogma. Is this is why I had to come down here this morning, man. Is this is why I had to miss my cartoons. You call me, you tell me it's important. We're going home. Take it, man, quit leering at me. People are gonna think I just broke up with you. Two fallen angels have just discovered a loophole that can get them back into heaven.
2: Outstanding
1: work! All they have to do is get to Red Bank, New Jersey. There's only one problem. with me stop a couple of angels from entering and thus negating all existence I hate it when people need it spelled out for them now I'm to charge you with a holy crusade one person has been chosen to stop them but she won't have to do it alone
0: I'm Jay this is my head with life mate Sam Bob you gotta be kidding
1: me prophet I'm speaking what about
0: sex no sex I think just so far the sky, you know? Oh, oh that stop. What are you? I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ? No. Brother hey. owes me 12 bucks. I thought she looked familiar. Let me guess. 14th apostle. Would you like to take us to New Jersey, please? Jersey's sold out, sir. I suggest you not underestimate the staggering drawing power of the Garden State. They're successful? You, me, all of this ends in a heartbeat. I feel like Han Solo, you're Chewie,
2: and she's Ben Kenobi. Prepare to taste God's wrath. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. death is dude, I swear to God.
0: What's he like? God. It's got a great
1: sense of humor. Take sex, for example.
0: Sex is a joke, it
1: The way I understand it is mostly a joke down here, too. <laughs> Get it? So this, if you wanna, this is the if big Kevin buy... Smith one, right? Like, this is one is. of, yes.
0: Yep. This is one of his one major ones that he's known for, followed after Chase and Amy. Yeah. Where people I are would... like, maybe Kevin Smith is actually a pretty good director.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this was probably his biggest movie definitely uh, the biggest most anticipated yeah. yeah and then the controversy surrounding it i think made it do big box office and it got pretty good reviews when it came out like yeah. compared to you know some of his other work i don't know if it quite was the the critical um favorite that chasing amy was um but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was writing that high and this was something he'd been working on since his days you know prior to even making clerks he'd been writing the script and he was very he had talked about it in public so there's all of this buzz around this movie yeah. so
0: yeah and I would say, for, for comparing the two, I'd say this one probably still aged better. And uh, yeah, oh. well, we oh. will we
2: will see because we're gonna
1: watch uh, we're gonna are. watch chasing Amy yeah. coming up here. But yeah, and we'll we I'm gonna, uh, I say probably you're correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dogma to give you a brief synopsis uh, revolves around two fallen angels who plan to employ an alleged loophole in Catholic dogma to return to heaven after being cast up by God, but as existence is founded on the principle that God is infallible, their success would prove God wrong, thus undoing all creation. The last scion and two prophets are sent by the seraphim Metatron to stop them. Uh, that makes it sound like such a serious movie when it's really yeah. quite goofy. Uh, so stars Ben Affleck, Matt Damon... But it's accurate. It's a very It is. It is. That is the story. Uh, also yeah. has George Carlin, which is a great role... Um, yeah. Linda Fiorentino, which we've talked about from uh, Men in Black.
2: Yeah. I remember yeah. we had a
1: what do I know her from conversation. Yeah. This is what, this I, know is her what I know her from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Janine it. Garofalo, Chris Rock, Jason Lee, Selma Hayek, Bud Court, Alan Rickman, Alanis Morissette, and Jason Muse. Huge cast.
0: Yeah. For late, yeah. for 90s especially.
2: A really yeah. eclectic yeah. cast as well. Like it's all over the place. Your, your range from, you know,
1: Alan Rickman to Jason Muse is pretty, like, you know, it's um, <laughs> yeah um yeah I do well, well let's start with uh, with you Ryan what was your first time seeing this one I can't even tell you I've seen it so many times
0: um I want to say it was probably catching it like I've seen these movies much younger than I should mm-hmm. have it's always usually the case uh, and I I am definitely a pretty big Kevin Smith fan like earlier on in my my youth i would say around 12 or 13 is when i started catching a lot of these things with dogma probably being the the main first one because it played on comedy central so much so for the first chunk of my life i was just used to the heavily tv edited version but it had such a (laughs) but regardless of that it had such a profound like uh influence and shaping on how i viewed uh religion in general because i I would say still hands down like the one thing that i personally feel like age pretty well um for the most part is it's like how one views uh religious beliefs and the idea of just like well my first and main one is like it should be treated more so as an idea than a belief because the ideas allow for flexibility Mm -hmm. and it's just like blew my mind so ever since then i always try to catch this as often as i kind of can and i admit yeah. that it's been a while uh and i was looking forward to doing this in this podcast and it probably should have happened a lot sooner but i think currently given how things are going on it's good timing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely what about you eric um
2: this was the first movie i saw of kevin smith's after i was an established fan of his i had seen his other three films mm-hmm. Like, I was aware of him. I was aware of, like, the, the build-up to this movie, kind of the buzz around it, the, you know, Catholic Church protesting it, and all of the uh, wonderful... I mean, he couldn't have bought better PR than having the Catholic Church stage a protest against his film. So, it, um, yeah. And so I, yeah, I went and saw it in theaters, probably, like, opening day-ish. I was jazzed to see it, and I, I don't remember the details, like, who I was with or whatever, but I definitely remember
1: seeing it in movie theaters. I think this is one I actually didn't see in theaters, but saw right away when it came out on video or on DVD. Um, I don't see. I get. I mean, it was released. I guess I can look here. Uh, in May of '99. Yeah. Uh, so well, I don't know what well, I was doing. Freshman in, year in high school. So. Yeah, I don't know what I, I, I was doing in May of '99 that I didn't see this, but maybe just that week or two I didn't get a chance. But I did see it very shortly after it came out, and yeah, like you, I. Had seen Clerks, I had seen Mallrats, um, you know, and like you said, the buildup to this was built up in quality, you know, like this was his first big release, I think. Um, well, I... Clerks
2: was Clerks was a big enough hit; it got him, you know, uh, major distribution. And Mallrats was a you know studio picture, yeah, with with you know national distribution and all that. Um, Chasing Amy um, had you know kind of the same like. Budget points, I think Miramax released that, but it happened to be a big critical hit. Yeah. So I think this
1: this um, this definitely ups the star power. Definitely. Yeah. You know. So he was riding. Probably
2: this is probably his high point. Yeah. Of his career because he follows this up with Jersey Girl, I think, and then we all know what happens after. Um, yeah. That. I thought he so.
0: followed this up with Jane, Silent Bob Strike. No, I back. think
2: that's a that's a bounce back later. I'm pretty sure. I, oh. I'd have to look. I'd have to look to make sure. I, I'm going off of memory here so please don't uh quote me but i mean i definitely could be wrong too (laughs) yeah this is just going off of yeah i could my memory of following his career it's you know and we have the internet so i could let you know here in just a second so (laughs) Um.
1: jay and silent bob came out right after this oh yeah yeah. okay and then jersey girl and then clerks Two, zach and mary he's had kind of a roller coaster career yeah you know absolutely because clerks well, as
2: most filmmakers
1: do as they go on right like you can't yeah they can't yeah. all be zingers right no. i mean clerks um was kind of an underground hit i mean it, it had distribution but it wasn't it was something i think most people saw on video yes yeah and so. mall rats a little more in the theaters, and then yeah, by the time the Dogma, I think, was the first. Well, Chasing Amy, I guess, too, but Dogma, I remember there being the buzz, and I, I agree, the controversy kind of uh, uh, surrounded that. I'm, I'm sure, sure played a big role in it. Um yeah. you know, to get people into theaters. I mean, hell, it worked for Passion of the Christ, and you know, all these other ones. Um, but, yeah. So I stand corrected. Thank you for. Oh yeah, well thanks uh, uh, Wikipedia. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the um i want to get to the controversy uh i I do want to get to that but first i wanted to talk just about kind of the 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 comedic style of this (laughs) i mean because when we discussed um oh god what did we talk about last week (laughs) uh in bruges in bruges we talked about the kind of the the fast-paced witty script and we actually talked a bit about how kevin smith movies are like that too and this definitely has it but this one slows down a bit too in some parts where there's actually some more deep conversation and not just quick you know fast-paced one-liners and you know quick stories and stuff and i think that is it that is stereotypical of a kevin smith
2: script but he utilizes it very well here Mm -hmm. like this is probably the most profound he has been up to this point like yeah and i haven't seen everything that he's done since so i'm not going to say ever
0: but um He's he always has those moments in his closest movies to his f- closest to an art film that I think he would ever get.
2: Yeah, and yeah. It, it's a film that's kind Maybe. of a um it's kind of a yo-yo type experience because it it has all of the kind of sophomoric humor that uh you know you know from the the VSQ averse or whatever if you want to call it Kevin Smith, his universe. Um it has all of that and more you could want uh but it also has some like really Profound and wonderful discussions about how kind of crazy and nutty human beings and religion and, you know, the world and our experience and it's like, you're sitting there kind of a little bit blown away by like, oh, well this, you know, I just left this, this, this scene full of uh dick and fart jokes and poop monster and all this stuff but then we're going to have this conversation where I'm, you know, gonna be kind of blown away by it being profound so yeah it's it's an experience it's an interesting experience because of that but Mm -hmm. it also shows kevin smith's talent as a writer i think he can do both things and yeah often blends them so
0: it's got theology and a shit demon so it's like yes if you're gonna learn theology (laughs) throw in a shit demon (laughs) it works (laughs) i mean the it's too real though the
1: the film opens up with the with with bartleby and loki Well, I mean, it really opens up, yeah, with Carlin um, <laughs> as as the cardinal
2: unveiling cardinal. the buddy the buddy Christ, the, buddy Christ and the, the it opens up with
0: an old man campaign. getting beaten by kids. That's true. The actual true. opening You're shot right.
1: of the film, yeah, this is, this is man getting beaten. This will be at relevant later. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Hence why I said it. <laughs> It's like, we're probably going to come back to this. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, we've got these two fallen angels, Bartleby and Loki, played by um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, respectively. Matt Damon. And they're hanging out in the Milwaukee airport. And um, just the. Oh, the, the, this, really? Yeah. Just the, the scene. Because they've been banished to Wisconsin. To yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a crap. I did get a kick out of that.
2: Yeah, I wrote yeah. that down. I'm like, uh, what do you guys think, being Wisconsinites, of uh, this being the banishment place for... Oh, I get it. ...rebellious <laughs> angels? I get it. But then I figured that was going to be your response, so...
0: Yeah. So, so. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy Wisconsin. Uh, I don't care much for its uh, current rise of politics, uh, but, I mean, I, I do actually enjoy the state itself. I'm like, there's worse states to be stuck in for all eternity, oh, yes. and I'm looking right. at you, Idaho... And Idaho has much prettier landscapes than Wisconsin. Oh absolutely. I call bullshit. Oh. Strongly. <laughs> so you, you're from Illinois. You guys are meant to hate Wisconsin. I like also, being a person who was I born mean, from yeah. Illinois, but I, I don't, don't have to live here. there. So anyway, yeah. yeah. But so I, yeah. I also live Wisconsin. in Milwaukee, so, so I live the double. Much, much like Joe, they were banished to Wisconsin. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Joe feels that a uh, feeling of banishment, and it strikes. I honestly think it's like I think the jokes about Wisconsin is just like there's different ways to go about it. I mean, I I could. I was like, are you bashing the state or the people? Like the land or the people.
2: Well, they got a they got a good Illinois joke in the early part of the movie too with the oh uh, they do yeah because it takes place in McHenry which is not far from where I live Uh, it wasn't shot there I I read but yeah it takes place there supposedly and uh, yeah the the John Hughes joke and all that is is, yeah (laughs) there's a shot at suburban Chicago area too so So.
1: yeah the um also
0: a jab at Home Alone too yeah (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) um. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of Kevin Smith stuff that you expect in this. You know, are those mm-hmm. those little kind of quips? And then you know, there's Jay and Silent Bob. Of course, are in it because they're in all of the of Universe films. Um, yeah, and they they yeah. feel
2: a little less necessary in this movie than well, I don't know if they ever feel necessary, but well, they're,
1: yeah. they're the R two D two and C three PO. Yeah, no,
2: I and I agree, and they I think it, the joke they've become their own joke, and they make jokes about them being there constantly, <laughs> like so. Yeah. So. Um,
1: but I and I think in '99 though they were fan favorites. You know, everybody oh, yeah. loved. Them. Oh, right. hugely. So they had to be in this, but um, they were. The I think it's one of the money only was things. Being made. I think they're
2: one of the only things about this movie that didn't age well. It's very stuck in that time. Yeah, but
0: jay but yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. but then again jay is supposed to be that like that's who his character is but is it's like openly people do not care for him so right. it is conflicting if... to tell it's, it's like, so ooh. 1999 and they
2: made it yeah. in the the jay and silent bob reboot like kevin smith's more recent film about them i mean they, they turned it into a good joke like it's fun it's funny now but like i don't know just It plays a little differently in 99. Even though it was always a joke. I mean, I understand, like, this is, you know, nobody thinks yeah. Jay's a cool dude or anything. Like, no. It's, uh,
0: no, it is it so. is it is difficult to watch. I was feeling this <laughs> same thing watching us going, oh, God. Like, yeah. Jay's difficult. But then I had to go back and be like, well, Jay's meant to be difficult. I, and I yeah. always wondered because I saw this as a 12-year-old and throughout most of my teenage years. So, like, a lot of i would say teenagers around my age group when it came to kevin smith movies it was because we did like this raunchy over the top like oh my god did you hear what he said humor it's like that edgy but as right. a, like a 32 year old adult um just like whoo <laughs> yeah. um the gay joke's a little bit too heavy on uh, on this but not I as know. heavy as some i mean
2: as we've learned, that's that's the 90s for you, so.
0: Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing, too. Is it's just like, this is, a, unfortunately, yes, this is how the culture is was at the time, and you need to have that as a view of, like, there has been a progression, you know? And weirdly, you know, you can't argue that they are progressive characters, and, like, the pro-choice kind of brief mentions and yeah. such.
2: Yeah, well, hey, Jay cops to being uh, some sort of a bisexual when he, uh... <laughs> is called out for you know thinking about guys (laughs) when he's
0: jerking off yeah he's just like not all the time (laughs) and that's the main point of jay is like he's supposed to be a joke for like odd crude toxic masculinity like that's the whole point of his character is that's the butt of his joke is like it's not that he's gay it's that he pretends not to have these things it's like him trying to be macho is the point of the joke it's like is that the saving grace me, personally, at this moment?
1: Yeah, sure. There, yeah. I still enjoy
0: this movie. So.
1: One of the other things that <laughs> that doesn't age quite as well in this, but again, keeping in mind the times, is in some aspects, Chris Rock's character. And not really his character, but his the inclusion of his character, the way, you know, kind of the, the main jokes that, that they're talking about with, like, the whole concept of, you know, Jesus was black... And the fact that that is considered so controversial. So it's almost yeah. like that's what's dated about it was the fact that, yeah, that was considered controversial back then.
2: When and he also claims yeah. that the other 12 apostles are white guys, which probably isn't. Yeah, it's very, like,
0: it's, <laughs> that was the one that was weird. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. so like, there, yeah, there was some, like, no, none of these people, white guys, not a, not a single it's, one. It's so. a weird it's example good. of something that in its time was considered really progressive and now is a little cringy. Mm-hmm. you know
0: i wouldn't say cringe but definitely like mm, not accurate I, you could have gone further it's from. fine I mean, it's a, it, it also it
2: serves <laughs> yeah. for some good jokes like it's yeah. it's
1: funny
0: like, yeah it's, but it's very like, much chris rock it, it in it general is. yeah like yeah
1: so yeah it wasn't like total but it was something that did catch my attention like wow this is these aren't the kind of jokes that would be told today because it would almost be pandering or something like it would be yeah. you know maybe pandering is not the right word but it it would just it you it's it's not as sophisticated today as it was kind of considered back then
0: i will say it's probably because of how kevin smith wrote and because of the act the comedians he did have in this chris rock and george carlin Mm -hmm. that they played characters that are very much just them and their stand-up in general
1: yeah, yeah so
0: i would probably say it's less probably kevin's was like i gotta write this in here it's more like hey this seems like something that a chris rock inspired character would really right. shine in yeah. in the 90s he... same with carlin look he's he's a cardinal or whatever yeah. it was
2: and it, um, i don't know how many rewrites it went under but supposedly uh kevin smith wanted sam samuel L. jackson to do the apostle that originally, and that's who he had in
1: mind when been.
0: he was writing writing the script. But you want to get an angry apostle, it's either Samuel yeah. Jackson or Chris Rock.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and Chris Rock is good is very good in this. Oh yeah. yes, um, very
2: the He is one of the funniest characters. Like he's got some of the best lines in
1: this thing, so Yeah. <laughs> well yes. and Alan Rickman though really <laughs> steals the show in every scene that he's in. His
0: yeah, in deadpan delivery of everything mm-hmm. is just so funny.
1: <laughs> I I really yeah. like about how later in his career, you know, he went from being this smarmy villain, you know, to really doing some great comedic stuff in this mm. in Galaxy Quest. Um, Snape as uh, you know Harry Potter. It, well, Harry Potter, you're <laughs> playing such a specific character, I, you know, yeah. to something. But yeah. the the comedic, yeah. And then he gets into you know, that the franchise stuff, which was great. He he played the character wonderfully in the Harry Potter films. Um, it was the joke because it wasn't a very great right. character. But you know he I, I love that there's this he's body a, of Alan. Probably the least funny. I like that there's a exactly. body of his work that shows how funny he could be and how he wasn't oh, yeah. he wasn't the characters you were seeing on the screen in his other films.
0: Like, like watching him in interviews, you can tell that he was pretty much yeah, pretty cool guy
1: actually. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, he's really the the deadpan works really well in this. I just never thought I'd Watching this again, I never thought I'd see a film that has Alan Rickman for a good like minute on screen time with his pants down, <laughs> full frontal. Yeah. But there's nothing there. <laughs> right, exposing his lack of uh, yeah genitalia. Yeah. It's just but... the pants are down. A, I have the anatomy of a Ken doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, the, the pants are down just a little longer. It's like wow, whoa, whoa, they're they're still down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: and he does deadpans the best best description. He yeah, he does a very good job of yeah,
1: being funny without playing playing straight man in this yeah. movie. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um and Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon, honestly my two favorite characters. Like their side story is one of my favorite things about this movie.
2: I like the the character growth in both of them and how it turns mm-hmm. around yeah. on it. I think it's very yeah, very well written.
0: Um, well you see like thing. angels as broken people yeah, yeah. and that it, it doesn't end well like there's no it's kind of it's really sad it's really tragic really
1: well and it helps too that you have two actors that have or at least at the time had a lot of really good chemistry together on screen that's mm-hmm. true you know they they've worked together obviously before when they were up and coming and um yeah that well, really broke
0: Good Will Hunting together too yeah so.
1: I mean it it, yeah. it shows it, it really works well I think if you could have picked two other actors to do this it may not have been as strong of a performance um, yeah. but you know just even when the opening when they're in the the airport and Matt Damon's convincing a nun that she should be atheist yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> just, just for
2: he's like, Why do you always do that?
1: <laughs> like, Which I don't know if you well, notice, but later on in that scene when they're on like the She's getting the, kicked the,
2: out of the airport for being drunk and disorderly. exactly, and <laughs> yeah, <they're> like running <laughs> yeah. down.
1: I never noticed that until <laughs> yesterday when I watched this. Yeah. You know, um, um so yeah, just the, those those two characters and just kind of the their interactions with people, even when they go into the movie office and that's a good scene that is a good <laughs> scene oh the movie yeah yeah uh,
0: which yeah. if you didn't there's a church right behind the fucking in the window too like right? right across the street from the building mm-hmm. that the office is taken in so they're keep going because what is it The the whole movie is a representation of uh false idolism yeah essentially totally stabbing at disney a little and bit. mcdonald's
1: a little but bit. yeah primarily fast disney.
2: food and disney yeah yeah but.
1: In fact, he, well, you know, we have since we're going through the cast. Salma Hayek makes a more—I'd say it's bigger than a glorified cameo, but it, it's not a very large role. Yeah, she's like she's in it quite a bit in the second half of the film. Like, yeah, yeah she does come back in
2: the second. She doesn't half. have a ton of stuff like give, but yeah, she's a she's a key player in the
1: climax of the movie. So, yeah, yeah as the muse, yeah. Um, yeah, as the muse. I gotta say though, Linda Fi- Fiorentino i just don't think she's good in this <laughs> but i also realized i don't kind think of mumbles I,
2: her way through i don't think i like her in anything yeah in. yeah i mean she's fine i don't know like i wouldn't say she's bad in this necessarily like it does, it's not distractingly bad where it pulls you out of the movie or anything mm, she's just no. surrounded by people that are you know having um I don't know if it was having a career best performance here necessarily, but like do doing good work. Mm -hmm. She does seem like she might be sleepwalking through it a little bit. I
1: kind of was curious about the casting of her. Um, Maybe it's because you know this was right. This was probably made right after Men in Black came out, so she would you know was doing a little bit more at the time. I don't know. Um, Not to just criticize her career or anything like that i just never really yeah. there's there's a few actors and actresses that i just every time i see them, i'm like how do you have a career i just don't it, yeah and their their performances just don't well you
2: know it wikipedia is silent on the topic so i can't tell you a thing about it but <laughs> like uh, yeah i don't know I'm i sure will where is she.
0: i guess i i'll say in, as like a devil's advocate uh and the <laughs> thing with the movie um Uh, i actually wasn't really bothered but i like her in this more than i did anything else i've ever seen her and given it's only been two things Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um because i think her character kind of like her energy in this fits as a frustrated i don't really want to do this but i am begrudgingly doing so Uh, she works better
2: in the beginning of the film because that just seems like yeah,
0: yeah but as this movie becomes more cast heavy I think she just kind of gets drowned out. So I don't want to say it's necessarily her performance's fault per se, but more so just it's just what was going to naturally happen with all these other actors and characters that have strong personalities. It's essentially sure. everyone gets this. And a lot of recognizable faces That's as well. That's true. Right. And That's she's true. not really in
2: that caliber. Yeah. But
0: there's never a moment where I felt like she was misplaced. She felt like a actual realistic person for the most part for my interpretation but maybe I just don't interpret people right I don't know I'm a hermit so I don't know I I
2: don't don't think she was so bad like again I I don't think it was it wasn't off-putting to me like no yeah
0: he's a but she doesn't have the she doesn't get her character doesn't even really get the chance to have the same charisma as everyone else does because of who's playing these roles, you know.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, a good point. She may have just kind of gotten drowned out. There there but there are a few scenes where I don't know, just the way she is on screen it does it did kind of take me out of it for a moment. Like that looked really forced or something like that. Like really over the top. Yeah. But nothing Overall, though, those moments are generally forgettable as you go through it. Um, yeah. Where, where because, I th- um, feel like the, this one really kind of goes off the rails is with the, the shit demon. The Golgotha <laughs> yeah. or whatever. The,
0: that's that's the when shit Kevin, demon Smith was, a... was, Kevin Smith was given a budget, and that's where you learn you shouldn't
1: give Kevin Smith much of a budget. <laughs> yeah, because it, it just... That one... That really... It, even i remember the first time i saw it going this feels out of place it bothered me a lot more back
2: then than it did this time i'll be on to be honest i actually kind of thought it was funny and didn't and kind of i don't know why it bothered me back then and why i had the exact same reaction you did the first time i saw it like that that scene was weird i didn't like that part and like that just seemed so out of place and then watching it this time i was like no that this is what this movie does it's got these moments of like prof- kind of profound and where we're gonna talk we're gonna kind of hash out these eternal human issues and then we're gonna have you know a shit monster and we're gonna have jay and silent bob and we're gonna have all this so, so it was just another one of those bounces and i actually think the scene is like sufficiently funny and pretty gross and just very kevin it, smith
0: and like it <laughs> and looks so like, much like hot dog diarrhea <laughs> yeah like it is it's, so realistic with the different hues of shit that it's made out of and yeah just that uh you know the way
2: silent bob takes out the monster and just like I don't know, it's, that's kind it, of funny yeah it's a lot more fun than i remember it being but yeah i remember having that that same reaction to it uh didn't see it i didn't get that this time so
0: hmm. fun fun fact because the majority of this movie i've always watched on like comedy central when it was running or whatever mm-hmm. yeah it was always comedy central they always cut out the Golgothan. The entire yes, shit demon was not always on cut. There at all.
1: Not, not on
0: there at all. Because they they couldn't air that. Because it's it, it's a monster <laughs> entirely... Consu- like, it's too realistic of shit. And it's just entirely <laughs> made of shit.
1: But I think that's one of the reasons... And I, I could see that being cut out and having no... Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: Is that I've watched this film so many times without it. That haven't now... Wa- not this isn't the first time, but this is one of the few times I have seen the movie on DVD or whatever without the cuts. And it's one of those like, oh, I was fine with or without this scene. So that's what I was gonna lead yeah, into Joe. It, it's just like really... I kinda get it. But I also do enjoy more shit. Well. Pun not intended, by the way.
1: It, it's yeah. something that I feel like it 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 could have been a deleted scene. And Oh, it is.
0: Yeah. There it comes back. There's a deleted scene where it comes back near the yeah, end of the movie. In the oh, end, really? It,
2: it's actually the creature that kills uh, the scion, kills uh, Linda Florentino, Bethany, uh, in the hospital, right? Or one of the?
0: No, it's one of the one of the triplets. But the, that's the scene the hockey... that comes
2: back, right? The there There's a. It hospital does come back, yeah. In the end, yeah. Okay. And
0: yep. Jay, ha- uh, sorry, Silent Bob You're has right, to fight of it off. Right. One of the hockey yeah. kids kills. And one of the hockey kids comes out of nowhere. It didn't make yeah. any sense, so I got rid of it's, it. But... I think it's on the DVD that I have the uh, deleted. Scene, yeah, so Same. It was filmed, I watched them, yeah, them all were, today. Too. It didn't
2: test well, like they thought it was just too long and yeah, like too much like shit. Demon monster back and yeah. like yeah, so it was cut from the film.
0: Hmm. But. There are some scenes cut in this film that like I kind of they're just more extensions that like it makes sense, but there's one in particular that I wish was in the film, and it was from uh, Jason Lee, who by the way his performance in this was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah
0: uh but he does this thing so he he's playing of course a demon a was it asriel asriel
1: asriel mm-hmm. Azrael.
0: yeah uh who was a former muse he didn't fight in the great uh you know satan war and shit so he got sent down to hell so that's his whole backstory and you find out he's the whole reason behind this but his motivation behind it is kind of touched upon briefly in the theatrical cut But he goes... Essentially, he hates being in hell so much that he'd rather not exist. But in the deleted scene, he actually describes why it is that hell is so awful. And I thought it was one of the coolest things that for, like, a long time I would show people. Uh, And it was this uh, expansion upon, like, abstracts in general. And how humans play a role with abstracts and how it shapes our realities... And it literally, he goes, when I was first cast into hell, hell was just the absence of God. That was it. It was a void. And if you've ever been in the presence of of God, that is torture enough. But then your kind come in because you guys have, don't understand self-compassion and believe anything that you do requires some form of like internal punishment came here the first time and shaped hell into this just brimstone and fire and screaming hellscape. You turned a blank void of nothingness, which was difficult, into something even fucking worse. Huh. Like, of course, I'm paraphrasing the entire thing. But it's such a fascinating fucking, like, speech that really, like, shapes... Like, first in that movie, his motivation, but outside of that, like, in real life how we shape our health Mm -hmm. and or or everything in general around us and how much control we have in the environments for ourselves and others and this links and i'm going to go a little bit here to like for example like um the pro-choice or pro-life kind of debates is like again you are forcing what your beliefs are on the realities of others Yeah. And I thought this was a good transition. This is also one of the reasons I wanted to watch the movie because our lead works in an abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things. It's like, again, what this movie was talking about is everything in general is like people. It's fine for you to have like your own ideas about what you think things are. But if you have a belief structure, people are willing to kill and die and just do so much around it. Like how important and impactful and powerful a belief structure is. And this movie does a good job, I think, throughout its themes of trying to build that. But especially that scene, which is a deleted scene. Well, there's um,
1: there's quite a lot of really profound conversations in this that... Yeah. I think makes the, the film kind of feel all over the place sometimes because, as we've been talking about, you have Jane and Silent Bob and Shit Monsters and then conversations like that. Even, you know, yes, it was deleted, but there's plenty still in there about, mm. you know, the aforementioned, you know, have have ideas, you know, because they're flexible and you have to be flexible and, you know, beliefs are more concrete and set in stone. Um, yeah. Even, even the conversation they have about that about Christian mythology in general um, but when they, they talk about like imagine being a 12 year old boy and finding out you're the son of God, why else do you yeah. think yeah. we don't have a lot written from the middle part of Christ's life in the Bible and stuff and like, like 18 years like 18 between, years like, yeah. yeah, that's something that whether you believe in that religion or not, whether you believe in that philosophy or not uh, or that mythology. Uh, that's a thought provoking idea about for anybody that, you know, if you believe in some kind of a higher power, um, yeah. and, and, you know, imagine being face to face with an omnipotent creator. Like, you know, and, and it, as we sit here, three atheists, you know, sitting here talking yeah. about dogma. <laughs> yeah. But I, to kind of, I guess, ease into the controversy around this, I kind of get it. Like, is this movie blasphemous? Well, not to me, because I don't believe it anyway. But can I see how right. some people would find it offensive? Well, sure, I can see how some people would. And I think it's sad. But I, I get it. You know. Well, this is touching on some being, topics I like, don't think a lot of religious people want to think about.
0: Well right. the point is like this movie itself is actually referencing those people. It's like uh-huh. you are making the world worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> you you're you're ending the world with these dark dogmatic views uh and the and i would say as an atheist because like i said like growing up this is definitely when i was starting to deal with personal beliefs uh, situations this helped me actually connect with like i was surrounded by methodist and christian friends Mm -hmm. and shit uh small town right Mm -hmm. um it helped me connect with people more because it it opened up this idea that like people's personal beliefs are just that. They can be personal. Like, there's no problem with a person having their own belief structure and how it forms their life. So it's not the fact that you have faith that is a problem. Because you can have faith. The problem is if you have, like, a rigid structure that you believe has to be... It becomes more of a burden than it does, like... Than a joy. Uh And, like, watching how that it flicks other people it's like yeah, well if other I have people to be have fun, to show fit to you. your
2: belief system yeah That's yeah. where
0: it starts to be a problem yeah well yep. and, and that's and that's the thing like everyone needs to fit this thing and, and it's just like no respect towards anyone else's individuality so, so it's
1: funny
2: does an interestingly good job at pointing that out repeatedly and just kind of like poking it's not even poking fun it's actually pretty like it's pretty light at making huge um that's why why, I don't get so, why people get so bad out of shape. But it. it's pretty light at poking major holes in the actual core concepts of the religion. Yeah, but it pokes holes in the way that people deal with their like you said, rigid belief structures. Um, you know, and the, the the kind of the negative way that religion can affect the world. If, if
1: yeah, how yeah. you know a a person having faith can be fine, but when you get yeah. this, you know, these are these hard fast rules everybody must follow. Well, I don't follow that so then you're one of the bad guys then you're bad yeah yeah there there was a a thing kind of going along with that um some of the points this makes it one of the other points i think that people don't like and this is going back to the chris rocks character of rufus Mm -hmm. that whole joke right that whole running joke about like who rufus is and why he was omitted yeah that's a gag but it's pointing out the whole fact of, you know, the, the thing that so many people have these strong dogmatic views in, were so heavily edited. I mean, this isn't like, no, it wasn't all handed down <laughs> by God. I mean, like, the King James Retooled Bible... by a bunch
2: of European... Right, <laughs> like, everything, and, and that's so... Aristocracy really in Europe. and <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, the, the King James Bible is not the only version of that text, that this collection of texts, right? Not to um, mention that King James was the king of
2: England and not yeah. any, or any of these. So well, the fact that they massively edited the text is, you know, sure.
1: there are, a suspect, well, there's a book of even Thomas. The, the I mean, there's books not included.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's uh, I, I think the uh, character Serendipity talked about even furthermore, It's just like, I, because she was talking about being a muse and yeah. influence and abstract And, like, I can only give inspiration. I have no power over the editing process. And so you have the hands of men, uh, and what they did is, like, demonized women. Like, women did this, women did that. And always, it's like, we were, how she puts it, we were given the, we we were treated worse than the the Egyptians and the Jews and the Romans worse than anyone else, or whatever. Like, we were a combination of that and worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, that too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh it's yeah, just like, yeah,
1: yeah. So I, they do such a good job of pointing out all of these major You're
0: fixated on the wrong parts, is what right. he's kind of saying.
1: Yeah, that you know that having yeah. these. Well, even the title of the film, Dogma, having these strong dogmatic views, but you haven't even looked at where they they come from. Somebody just told you, oh, well, it's all like the word of God, and you just went okay. But no, there's a whole history yeah. there, before you know. There's a whole factory of shit that's happened before it got from the farm to your plate, you know. In right. all these, and the is serving it's been it up, processed and processed and processed. And yeah, well, even the the whole MacGuffin of the film, I guess, right, is with the whole loophole, right? That oh, there's a loophole that if God's wrong, the church is wrong, or one or the other, and boom. Or, you know, well, the, the church, church, the, the church's church... law will be God's law, and thus, if the church. Does yeah. What you makes... do on earth, I will honor in heaven. Right. So, right. if if you produce this loophole and prove me wrong, then... I mean, it's it's yet another one of those, could God make a donut so big even they couldn't eat it? Right. It's an unanswerable paradox. <laughs> that yep. kind of points out the ridiculousness of it. At least to me it does. Yeah. But and That's Ooh. another thing, too. They also made
0: God a woman. Not only that, a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who Yodels.
2: Isn't it? <laughs> yodels. Isn't it <an> ironic? Um <laughs> what you think? The uh, <laughs> Now we we're talk- before we leave the, the, the topic of like kind of well written scenes and kind of interestingly, surprisingly deep moments in this, there's one that, that doesn't really touch as much on the religiosity of, of the movie and kind of the commentary there. But it's a scene between um, Bethany and Metrotron, so Linda Florentino and um, Alan Rickman when she finds out who she is and that the burden she's going to have to carry. So she's the last descendant of Christ, you know, through some like mitochondrial DNA, whatever has trickled down through, you know, throughout
0: time. Um, because so, as what, uh, as the, as Chris rocks, Rufus put it, uh, cause his Mary and Joseph definitely fucked after the birth of yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right. He had brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. Which is something that comes from, you know, not only from just Kevin Smith's imagination, but actual there's some actual you know religious discussion or text or something. I don't know. I don't have the details, but that there's an idea there that's actually in the church of that might have actually been the case, um, if Christ was actually a historical figure. Anyway, we're not going to go to that. Um, we will. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, they, 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 they have a great
0: publicity.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they have a great scene um about kind of coping with that and he's yeah. alan rickman has a moment there where like he's um she goes well i don't know if i can do this or i don't know if i can be this person and he's like no you just be the person you've always been and this is just a thing Add- you know? just this additional a thing that's gonna happen to yeah. you this is this yeah. an additional thing and you we want you know the reason we picked you or the reason you're not picked you but whatever. Um is you're just it's cause you already are this person and you're gonna go on being this person. There's just going to be a new thing, a new part of you. And it's actually a really profound thing on coping like with major life events, traumas yeah. whatever. Like um and it kinda wowed me from an adult perspective probably not something I noticed when I saw it when I was a teenager, but like from an adult perspective, like looking back on it like that's a really like deep piece of writing. Like that's that's, you know good another good solid kevin smith moment there like i think you could apply that kind of lesson to pretty much anything that life throws at you like you know no you're still this doesn't define you like you're still that person this is just one more thing that you know you're going to carry or it's
0: going to become part of your journey
2: again didn't write down quotes but yeah
0: right but it's like you're right It, it also adds still to that whole theme in general like saying with not just your beliefs can change but you yourself can change, and but that doesn't mean that you will change altogether. It's just you have gotta be be aware of what information you're taking in and what that you can you can breathe, you can breathe and figure that out and how it affects you. Like this movie has a strong like focus on individuality in yeah. opposition of like forced structure of of whatever. Um, and.
2: Yeah, and I just wanted to say like, one more thing to a point that Joe made. Um, I was actually surprised by this movie when I saw it the first time of how much it didn't go for the throat of the church and right. Christianity and how much it actually ends up supporting most of the core values of the church at the end of the day and, and just kind of
0: dismissing the, the dogma, right? So that's mm-hmm. like, well, know, the... Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith is a practicing Catholic. Mm-hmm. Right, as he says, um, like, so this was definitely like I want to say, I don't want to say hard on the sleeve, it seems a bit strong, but close to like mm-hmm. is this definitely a representation of like, listen, I have faith, I believe in God, I do all this, but I don't use that as an excuse to be an asshole, yeah, yeah, like kind of thing. that was kind of the reading I got out of it, like some of the people do,, and I think that's important for people who I will say as as division has grown even more so nowadays um definitely the perception of if somebody's religious you feel like they, they are these radical conservative right-winged individuals who will eradicate your rights for their very narrow religious beliefs but the idea is like nope not everyone well yeah is the, like the,
1: this the the big point they also try to make too is you know they the the line about doesn't matter what you have faith in as long as you have faith as long as you have faith and yep i don't know personally that's something i do struggle with like i as an atheist i don't have faith in a higher power yeah. and i don't know well,
0: you can have faith in friends and family yeah i but i also
1: <laughs> not to <faith, laughs> yeah, maybe this, no, not to be pedantic about the, it but i'm the also the way being, way do you word it or i'm that basing just, that off of experience You know, it's not blind. You know, I mean,
0: I mean, faith in definition is essentially blind, right? And like, you have to take a leap, and you don't know whether or not you're make it or not. Hence, that by definition is faith. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I, uh,
2: I think as human beings, we all put faith in something or other. um, Yeah, whether it's your relate your close relationships, and I, and you say friends and family, I i would take it even to a closer sphere but like people that you're really close with like you do have a certain amount of faith in people like you believe that you know yeah um and that's not it's i mean but i don't know we're, we're breaking it down to the point where you you really don't even have to use that word that word is what is makes
1: it confusing like yeah it's uh
0: it's yeah. a word that's definitely been hijacked i would yes, say
1: by by religion so that's why i i've have said before, like I don't really have faith in anything because I don't. Yeah. I don't view I, those kind of relationships and like the things you're talking about as something that I would personally classify as faith. I mean, no, me neither. But, but then again, it's that's just as I guess to you know, need to remind myself even that that's just as um, you know nitpicking is if somebody says God and they're referring yeah. to just that's their word they use for the known and unknown universe. Okay, I mean it's kind of a Marcus Aurelius approach, right? Um, Yeah, that was kind of how how the Meditations were written. um, With with that, depending on the translation, sometimes it says God, sometimes it says the universe. I always thought that was kind of funny um, because they're being used interchangeably. But yeah, when somebody says God now, there's this you know bearded sky man thing that most people have. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, style yeah. the, the, Simpsons, the Simpsons. The
0: Simpsons were
2: I, God is, as is five fingers. Yeah. The Monty Python is oh, literally like what I think of too. when someone says God, so
1: Yeah. But, so yeah. but I um, um I, I I agree though to your point about it doesn't really go to the, the go for the throat, which is something that always surprised me more so now than before too, is how this was Controversial to the degree that it was, like I said before, I can see how people would be bothered by this. Like it, it forces you to question some of your your you know, faith, dogma, and and convictions. No, but for the Catholic Church to get as bent out of shape, it's like, where the hell have they been since? Like I've I've seen Jesus Christ Vampire the Killer. Po- I've seen Velocipaster. We've reviewed it. Where <laughs> the fuck were they when those came out? <laughs> I
0: yeah. mean. The Pope just apologized this weekend to, you know, the native, com- uh, native community in Canada over like the history of, uh, you know, the child, you know, the children yeah. being killed and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's just like, you're learning some lessons apparently, or you're making face, whatever it is, do the gesture whether or not it's sincere or not, like it yeah. needs to be symbolized, it needs to occur. But yeah, yeah. what you just said, where the fuck were the these? Bu- yeah, Joe, they were there. No.
1: <laughs> Somehow this worked out. Though. Where was the Catholic League when no. all these other films have come out? And and yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they I should can. have. I just don't get.
2: I mean, and I get why Catholicism is worried about it because the the kind of the dogmatic. Um, you know, that That's the kind of, like, rigid stuff that they're after here. They're criticizing what they are. Mm-hmm. So I get why they're offended But They're probably offended by this because it's actually attacking the things that... It, it's saying that you can be a person of faith and not be involved I would in say this, like, it's rigid not even a, it's yeah.
0: structure of... It's not even attacking. It's just pointing things out. Oh, yeah, okay. and yeah, whether or not you you don't like argument. it you can interpret it as an attack is like very much like at the core that's what's so fascinating about seeing this like this movie didn't attack shit all it did is attack your bullshit
1: and there is a part of me that does and maybe it's a kind of a, a not so nice thing to admit but I do kind of have a soft spot for films, comedy or horror films that really focus on Christianity but they treat Christianity like any other mythology and this one kind of does that i mean they uh the the prophecy series which we
2: talked about i think is one of those yeah actually it doesn't hold it like at this high pedestal it kind of treats it like you know
1: yeah mythology exactly there's been other films too that focus on other cultures mythology there's been you know the mummy hell you know going all the way back to the mummy and it was like oh spooky egyptian mythology um and, of course, the you know wonderful, 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 perfect film with Brendan Fraser, which did it not in a scary way, but in a perfect adventure film. But that's a discussion for another time. Um. I, I, I'll <laughs> say on, on top of that, and it's going to be a positive point towards
0: the Marvel Universe, so to, uh, take this out as you will, they are in their own casual way mentioning, like, hey, look, there's different dimensions of death depending on what you believe. They're all valid. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's not one. Yeah. Um, so it's not a straight for the throat way, but it is a subtle way of saying, just like in this universe, but I also worked in the comics of so both, well, you know, D- yeah.
1: well, somewhat DC. Yeah, well, it did. I mean, uh, I was going to say, I was looking at
0: Constantine. Like, that seemed to go in a certain direction, but right. it seems like it was of a realm, well, not a solo. Yes, thing. hell exists so, in
1: the DC universe. <laughs> Very it much does, so. Yeah. Um, so we
2: like to nitpick at things that don't necessarily play well in, a, uh, in the modern setting. And then one thing I definitely picked out, besides some of the humor, like the humor definitely is 1999 in places here, um, but uh, Loki and Bartleby's um, vengeance campaign across America or whatever oh, at places screen. really feels um, uncomfortable here especially opening fire on a public bus um you know wasting people in an office building yeah um yeah essentially the, gu- the gun the like public area guns just just and, and the fact that they're religious zealots at, on top of everything um i want to say maybe kevin smith was a little bit aware of that even in 1999 that that's you know kind of what he was saying um but it's a little harder to watch now because of where we are at culturally yep um was wondering if you guys caught on any of that or if you thought the same but that was definitely something i kind of perseverated on every time we had one of those scenes i was like yeah this does not feel I like this it's, this it's, felt more lighthearted back then and this feels really yes it, it definitely intense now. Like, <laughs> has
1: intensified but i feel like those scenes are really effective in this um, they are yeah. they're, they're done in a the boardroom
2: scene's a great scene even though it yeah. ends up in like yeah it's, it's
1: like yeah. you know chaos but it yeah I, I think those those work they could have actually been today you could remake this movie and in, include those and the tone would be different. but I think they do yeah. have a place because it does show that yeah fundamentalism like this and and strict adherence can lead to this kind of stuff um you know these are are you know angels of an angel of death and you know a retired angel of death um so it and his bookworm friend yeah yeah i i still like i said before those two characters i just that that arc is the most interesting thing
2: it is yeah like it definitely, it's also very well acted like they, they they do a great job with it so Um, It's a pity that this Loki didn't turn up in the Disney Plus Marvel series, by the way, and all the Loki variations. So, I mean, I will point
0: out that Matt Damon does show up in the MCU as Loki. Oh yeah,
2: In Ragnarok. That's true. Okay, yeah, you're right. He does.
0: Okay. And Love and Thunder. Yeah, and he's he's been. I haven't
1: seen that one yet, but yes. (laughs) Well, we know he's in the MCU because he's also in Deadpool. So. There. He's the one
0: talking about
1: toilet, uh, paper. toilet paper versus wet wipes. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yep. It's
0: a great cameo. Um, Matt Damon just shows up. Maybe that's what. Maybe he really is like. he really is lucky, like a he cast has down become angel. Like
2: the cameo guy later in his career, he's like always in those little bit pieces, so. which I
0: think he'd rather take than being the Bitcoin guy, the guy who right. tried to get you investing. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs>
1: maybe maybe that was just another cameo. I don't know, but. Yeah. It's like I'm off to another gig. Um, there, you know, there. You know, some, as I say, there is some I, other visual effects in this aside from the shit monster that are actually is actually pretty good. There's a couple of like tearing through reality scenes that the 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 demon oh yeah, that hockey players do. That actually I like kinda the cool. way they
2: kind of rip a hole in the yeah, you know, yeah fabric of reality and jump through. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it actually. Or works Jason for Lee's them.
0: horns actually yeah. like naturally coming out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's, there's... When you see
0: some of the deleted scenes, you actually... It's very fascinating to see, like, how they did some of those things. Hmm. Um, there is a lot of practical and just very light CGI, which was wise to do. Uh, yeah, they I didn't think the
2: one... use... I mean, some of the flying scenes at the end, I think, did some crappy CGI. But they, they used the a chase monster toy, like, it's Yep, the shit monster sh-
0: arm cannon was the one that stuck out the most to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. But you're right about the flying scenes. There were, but they kept it at a distance. They're, they so did. They, like... they
2: yeah. He knew. He knew to keep it at a distance, so it, it worked oh. out. Like it's nothing that there is nothing in here that you're gonna be like ah, that's just terrible because it's it's done. Yeah, he knew. <laughs>
0: but um, did you guys like get a feel like there's I don't know. It's like when you watch these movies that there's just a certain muted color tone going on in certain these certain movies i don't know how to like quite this place movie it. has
2: yeah it's it's muted but it's, it's like you watch it i'm looking at your background pictures but like yeah it's it's yeah it's muted it's a little bluish mm-hmm. um, something
0: something's going on. Yeah. but even when it gets warmer um sometimes it's um it's still not warm i, I don't know what it i don't know what it is yeah. I never know how to fucking place it, but you can always tell, like, this was made in the 90s. So, not in the 80s. Not in the 2000s. The yeah,
1: it, it definitely has right. the 90s feel. Well, and then the, yeah. the inclusion oh, yeah. of Alanis Morissette as God right mm-hmm. there is yeah. That's about his Yeah, that was actually the last about.
2: thing I wanted to make sure we get to talking about is the depiction of God in this movie. And, and you know, yes. Alanis playing, playing the part. Um, I remember that had a lot of buzz behind it it did so I remember that, it it being inst- instantly controversial like oh well, god they cast a woman as god oh like I'm like okay that's not really that controversial of an idea I'm not sure why that's bothering anybody but then you know that it's Alanis Morissette playing the part and I love hearing Kevin Smith talk about that because he literally said that he's like I met Alanis a couple times and she just, just got this like super zen kind of personality and she's like, he's like right away when I knew I had to cast somebody to play god that's who i wanted to have (laughs) like so it's uh
1: it's funny how that that did create a controversy and today i don't think it would be controversial at all no Um, i don't think so either but i i remember a year or so before this came out um was the the dreamworks animated film prince of egypt um, Mm -hmm. which is about moses It was actually quite a, a good film um yeah. and there was a scene there's a scene in it when Moses is talking to the burning bush and the voice of God is just and Moses' voiced by Val Kilmer. The voice of God is just deeper voiced Val Kilmer. <laughs> Originally what they were planning on doing for that, and I think they may have recorded it even, is the voice of God was going to morph to all of these different like a child's voice, an old person's voice, people from different cultures. Um and in, in men and women, and apparently that didn't test well, or, or they said, no, 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 you can't do that. And so they just went with deep voice Val Kilmer. That kind of stuff I don't feel like would happen today.
0: I feel yeah. like it would happen, but there's so many people who are not bothered by it versus who would be bothered by it. Where, yeah, it's like, It wouldn't be okay, a controversy. I, don't, do yeah. I think
2: it would make it to the marketplace. You might have people still upset about it, but I don't think they would cut it out at all. like, you know we can't we can't have that in the movie kind of deal yeah like they were you know
0: that, almost, i thought would have been cool th- but <laughs> you know i almost like this being a thing that's now brought up makes me wonder like this feeling that religion is being attacked uh always been for a while right mm-hmm. but it seems particularly strong and i think it's because more voices that are not a certain group of people have had more sway aka like that group of people like we don't like this thing don't show this thing and most people are going like no we're gonna do this thing <gasps> they're attacking yeah. us Well you don't have to watch yeah. it you know? <laughs> why don't you like, don't just watch not it. Just see it yeah exactly. we're just telling you not to infringe on our freedoms.
1: Well the when when Kevin Smith came out with Red State which is totally um, you know like pointing the finger at the Westboro Baptist Church, they were very offended, obviously, and obviously nobody cared. Good. <laughs> <Right>. Good. <laughs> um, and it's like you no longer
0: have a voice, like your voice no longer is allowed to oppress the rest of us anymore. Right. And that bothers a certain group of people. But they interp- they internalize it as like, a, hey, your, your hate being has no replaced. actual yeah,
1: power. Or, yeah. So. yeah.
0: It's like, stick with your own insecurities and leave the rest of us out. And, and I,
1: I would, yeah, I just think it's kind of funny that you know, if if this would have happened in reverse, if he did the movie about Westboro and they got pissed, yeah, nobody cares. People are actually like, good for you. He does something against the Catholic Church and the Catholics freak out. And, yeah. you know, so there's... You know... You know I'm not surprised what, the Westboro folks didn't see the hypocrisy in that. But <laughs> I don't, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> no. But, you know, the... Uh, I agree. I, I, going back to what you said before Eric yeah this doesn't this doesn't go for the jugular like it can it actually handles it so much more yeah uh, gently where when the film opens with a disclaimer it kind of surprised me I <laughs> yeah. totally forgotten about that and then I, I I watched it with my wife and she's like do you remember this originally or is this something they recently put on it goes like no this is from 99 because yeah, of the backlash yeah. but um, it doesn't need it I don't think no, it know. doesn't need
2: it at all. Well, at this, time, I was disappointed it, you know. by it at in '99 when I saw it because I really yeah. thought this. You know, this is just like me, me. You know, in my middle teens, like you know, having just recently or maybe in my early teens, decided you know that I was a person that of, of no faith or uh-huh. an atheist or whatever you know you want to call it. Um, I really wanted this to be. I did, Kevin Smith is writing this this movie about the Catholic Church. I really wanted it to be you know just hand it to him kind of thing and i i remember being kind of disappointed like well it ends up kind of you know embracing a lot of what you know the core concepts of of the faith is um i'm much more okay with that now Mm -hmm. like i think it it does it points out the things that are that can be good about you know if there are good things about religion Mm -hmm. like the um things that can be you could you could pull out of that in personal faith and like you know and it's about so many other things personal journeys and healing and, and and the depiction of God is is really wonderful actually in this mm-hmm. movie and I, that's one of the things I wanted to get make sure we talk about because we talked about Alanis and offending people but just the the actual character the way the way God is characterized here is kind of a playful um,
1: it's, know, a, just it's a pixie <laughs> dream girl uh yeah. well yeah. I
0: i think like what was defined before is like uh what's god like and the answer was lonely but funny but like you see like it is this person who appreciates existence Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i would say when you actually see a land it's like just existed and what does that mean you enjoy the things around you and you just enjoy being and i think that playful nature is what is used to play like show that off but also
2: like Mm -hmm. smelling the flowers doing a headstand falling over
0: (laughs) but then you get the moment of like bartleby coming up ready to end existence and she emerges from the church and he's just he cries Mm -hmm. and he says sorry and you know she gives him that like acknowledgement i think that earlier on they gave the analogy of of a a breakup Mm -hmm. like he was talking to beth about yeah. all that shit, but in reality, he was referring to like that's how he viewed uh his loss of faith as as a breakup. Like I felt like I just kept talking, but they just never were listening.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and you can use in that as a as how to symbol how to symbolize a loss of faith, and you view it as a breakup is a I think a profound and interesting yeah. point of view. It really and is it really yeah. added to this character, and then watch him lose his shit i'm like yes i know or i've seen what people have done when they've lost someone they loved and care about and feel rejected they go through these weird stages and you see like bartleby do, do that shit yeah. where he uses like starts off like the sane one the reasonable one and then he go, becomes fucking loses it and he's like i just want to go home you know but then you see her just Understand that with just no no dialogue, yeah, just act well. And I think that
1: it is a profound comparison, Um, and and I I totally agree. When because I was raised in like a Lutheran around a Lutheran church, it wasn't like strict or anything like that. I don't want to give that impression, but it was it was ingrained enough where coming to terms with the fact that I didn't have faith was something that i don't want to say i struggled with but i really kind of had to it took me a while to like finally just get there like verbally even yeah um and i've met people since who were raised in very religious households and had you know become atheist they lost their faith and they kind of go through what i call the militant atheist phase Oh yeah, where the, you know it's just like <laughs> fuck all religion and everything's about it. it's stupid. And, you know it it gets a, it's like it, it does get offensive, th- screaming you know? and people. like How can you be so stupid? Exactly. It's like
0: the equivalent of watching an individual go through a breakup it and is. then blame like all men and all women are just all, whatever whoever yep. hurt them. Yep. Yeah. Um, but like all I people, would, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> then you get yeah you do have that certain when you like you move on. mm-hmm I, like, having, I do remember my moment of a loss in faith because I did grow mm-hmm. up as well believe in God like a child they, they point that out like when you're a child you have you know you just you're told to believe this thing God's in heaven and all is good and you kind of miss that feeling but I remember like it was early on like 10, 10 years old uh, someone very very close to me uh, an uncle of mine who I grew up with con- like they lived we lived near each other and it was just a very important figure in my life just died and the reason behind his death was just, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And the only thing around that time in my little kid brain is this, like, you know, being comforted by other people, being told, like, you know, this was part of God's plan. I'm like, no. Yeah. You don't you don't kill off a person like that. It's either this deity is cruel and unreasonable, regardless of your feelings. My, my will is above all, which some people do accept, and they, that makes them feel comfort. But for me, I found comfort... It, Maybe they just don't exist, and that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. like that—that that was actually the comfort in thought. Is just like there doesn't need to be a thing. It is up to me and everyone else around me, and we only only have so much control. Yeah. And that's what you accept. Yeah. And like, but yeah, that fucking angry phase that you brought mm-hmm. up, dogma is the reason that that angry phase fucking went down for me.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it—it it started to seeing this movie when I saw it. Definitely did have an influence at my at the time. Like I used to, I used to remember a lot more lines from it, and they were kind of in my mental rolodex of, you know, as I was starting to really become more vocal about. I think I I probably considered myself agnostic at the time, like I don't know, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. make a lot of sense. Uh, Yeah, that. Yeah, and you know where I started questioning a lot of this stuff um and it was also around the time that I was really starting to read more about like evolution and getting deeper into learning about fossils and stuff so it was like yeah this this isn't adding up <laughs> something um, doesn't yeah yeah, fit yeah together this again. isn't this isn't well and, and I I say that no I know plenty of very uh brilliant and accomplished scientists that are religious to a degree or they're spiritual that they have their faith I, I don't want to label that for them but um yeah. And and they found a way to, to reconcile it, and that's awesome. I mean, I, I wouldn't. There was, I'm sure, there was a version of me in my teens that would have been like, "They're stupid," <laughs> and that's certainly not the case. Um, okay, they must be a lesser scientist of some right, sort. Of right? No, not like not that. not at all. Um, yeah. Not by not by a long shot. It's right. it's and it's a very because I think it, it for for most people, it's a personal relationship with something that gives them comfort and yeah. they just maybe it's that they just don't think about it too hard and there's a there's a peace in that um well, or whatever th- they've done to reconcile it if it brings them peace in their life great you know who am i to say i think
0: yeah i think like uh the idea that uh dogmatic views are the true kind of antagonists of any situation and like i like I'm, I'm going off of like my experiences as well, again, um, being surrounded by religious folk. And then I being the only one that I knew of at that time, having, I'm not going to say a religious crisis. It's more so just a, I am now choosing my own faith and mm. uh, what it is I have faith in. That being like the universe is this ma- ma- massive, magnificent thing beyond and it's fine to just enjoy the beauty in its own order and whatnot there doesn't need to be a conscious mind behind it all um trying to but that trying to explain to other people why that is comforting to me versus like they need the plan thing Mm -hmm. and then you get those people like well you represent something that i can't wrap my mind around and they kind of treat you not everyone but some did treat you as like a problem that needed to be fixed and if not fixed excommunicated mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just like why do you feel the need to like reject me why 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 am I a threat to you and that is a thing spread across I think nowadays it's more vocalized mm-hmm. it's just like you don't get it we're not trying to oppress you and your beliefs we're just telling you to stop oppressing us with yours yeah and like we mean we're not villains we believe in a good thing you you believe in a what you believe is a good thing does not make you a good person there is a difference mm-hmm. and right. yeah yeah equating
1: you know. belief into action exactly you know, which again they need to go back and look at the the scripture that they're touting them because there's some <laughs> very specific you know that shows how well I, yeah. I know the Bible there's some good lines that Jesus said <laughs> uh, yeah. a, about he you know, some stuff said some stuff but there there are yeah. some you know that that that's a major part of, of the New Testament is you know it's it, I don't care how much you you know tithe you know your your true actions you know it, it's the whole philosophy of you know uh, what you do and if you if you do something good for someone and you grandstand about it then it really wasn't good for somebody else. It was all right. about you, you know, and so right. there's some, well that whole, you know. That whole notion, and they show this in the
0: movie as well, that you're going through these notions because you think, well, if I just do A, uh, a B, and C, I'll be rewarded. It doesn't matter what I feel about it. as long as I do these things, as long as I follow this scripture from what I'm told to do, that's what it is. It's like being challenged as a, as a non uh if you do a non-religious person or a person of just a different faith being like how can you be a good person this is always the weirdest question to me always got uh when i was younger how can you be an ethical person if you don't believe the law of god or whatever like that was the rule of god i'm like uh because i have empathy for other people and i don't want to be mean to them. Yeah,
1: I think I yeah. recognize
0: other people's existence, and I don't want to be a force of like a problematic force. That's where my ethics come from. Not I'm gonna be rewarded. It's like I have no right to fucking be cruel to it's, others. It's I think I Penn...
2: actually worry quite a bit about people whose only reason of being ethical is like permission to get into some like paradise in the afterlife or whatever. There. Well,
1: doesn't yeah, it's it, Pen Gillette from Pen and Teller fame uh, said in a. a Routine or in an interview one time, you know, when because he's a, a very vocal atheist. Um, oh, yeah. And somebody asked him once, or people have asked him, you know, without you know morality from the Bible or whatever, how you know what stops you from from raping. And he says, actually, I, I rape as much as I want to, none. Because I don't think it's a good thing to do to people. It's horrible. So no, I. But no, there is. I, I. So I'm not doing this thing not because I was told not to, but because it's inherently a horrible, wrong thing to do. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know the I. I don't need the Ten Commandments to tell me not to murder. I'm just. I don't want to murder anybody. <laughs> you know? yeah. I just don't. Like, I just don't want to do that to somebody. Yeah. And oh, I think what's I think I think, people, I think
0: like... you get you get stuck with this scale of like what if what brings me pleasure is at the expense of somebody else's yeah. like misery and you choose to still engage in that that's a problematic choice and it happens
1: well like, and, i'm thinking and, as, as kids who
0: are being cruel i'm not yeah rape is a different thing but you know what i mean yeah we all will deal 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 sorry deal with those scales but it's just like that's the whole point of like growing up maturing learning shit going through your own div- your own path they're like yeah. mainly empathy it's like oh wait i have an impact on others
1: yeah and i think that's one of the things that i always liked about this film is it was a very blunt way of, of saying something that i think i was looking for the words to say or a description to say at That, and to this day yeah. still I don't have a problem, obviously, with faith, with people having faith, even in a higher power. If I don't, even if I don't believe in it, um, I have a problem with religion, with organized, dogmatic religion. Yeah. But a person's faith—that's private—and I, I respect you know? that. I just, yeah, I have a problem i mean even with the whole i don't want to get into it too much but like old testament versus new testament if the new testament is supposed to be like all right so this is the story so we don't have to worry about the old testament then why are we still quoting the old testament you know (laughs) why are we still trying to push that leviticus shit (laughs)
0: you can even put this model outside of religion as like i'm looking at like patriotism nowadays oh yeah you know yeah. what I mean? It's the same structure. Like when you look at an or- a structure of organized individuals that all believe simple
2: nationalism. Yes, nationalism yeah. in general.
0: Yeah. Um. Thank you. Um. <laughs> it's one of those because that's the best way to put it. Yeah, nationalism and definitely now. Like when you look at like the 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 cult of Trump for for example, uh-huh. it's just like you are do you are it's like looking for the. It's like you have a thing, you have a belief, you have a theory, but you're looking for the information that supports it. Um, help me out. I, I already uh, fucked it up. What kind of bias?
2: It's a uh, confirmation yeah, bias. Yeah. yeah,
0: confirmation bias. It's just like you you already have what you have in mind, uh, and again, it that's a belief structure, right? I believe Trump is the best thing for this, or or whoever. So uh, if go someone find informa- wants
2: to th- information to support, yeah, yes. what I and already he,
0: believe, he, yeah and i would even say if some if even if somebody said the same thing about biden i'm like again that's problematic you don't need to have a full that's not the whole structure of anything it's just like you're supposed to have change you're supposed to have a model that allows for change in information you're supposed to have something that well, is like it's, an it's idea one of right? the
1: one of the problems with you know being staunch on politics or religion anything. is that it, it anything yeah. like that is it is a form of gatekeeping, right? It is. It's it's saying you have to. You're you're not. If if you're going to call yourself Christian, you have to do these things. If you're going to be Star a Wars Republican, you have to be this. Too. If you're <laughs> if you are if you're a liberal, you have to believe this stuff. And you get around talking to people, and most most folks don't have those staunch beliefs. They're like, oh, I I lean democrat but i do have these views over here but we're so quick to be like oh well nope that banishes you you're out and you'll notice in
2: in day-to-day life that if you get around one of those people that do have those staunch beliefs everybody's uncomfortable around them they're all like i don't talk to that guy like (laughs) so yeah Yeah. but it's
1: it's i think it's true on both sides you know not not to argue the the validity of their points but just to the the way that we kind of interact with people you know a film like this is showing how that works with with you know strict adherence to religion religious certain religious views and practices and philosophies um, but you know the message is no you you don't really need that you don't yeah. need all of this in fact it becomes a problem and oh. well, it can undo existence <laughs> in a
2: way yeah i will say that uh it obviously still has the power in 2022 to 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 get us talking i was gonna say we've had a deep conversation for sure this episode uh, so so yeah that's it always had that power i think from 1999 when it came out and that's that's its main strength is yeah it, it starts these discussions and it's a good thing i think this is these are all issues especially religious people should should uh at least at least address in their in your own mind you know like think about how you feel about some of these points like.
0: yeah well Who would and have guessed a movie with a poop monster yeah. yeah
1: yeah well and and something that we haven't touched on in this whole discussion um, but and I, I just want to mention briefly because we are getting kind of close to time um, yeah is the fact that I think a lot of the folks that would be offended by this are the same ones that would say why can't people just laugh at themselves sometimes? where's their sense of humor Right. because honestly you can be religious and find this very funny yeah. I mean Kevin
0: Smith religious and finds exactly finances. so <laughs> if
1: you're gonna get upset then you can't say that when you know people tell jokes that others are upset about so yeah. those people exist unfortunately or that, that idea mean. exists unfortunately so um yeah but uh do we want to wrap things up with some final thoughts and grades for dogma i think we should sure let's yeah, uh, we'll start with you too. eric um i i got two final
2: thoughts real quick i love the fact that uh god his whole um his her there um entire uh motivation behind disappearing or what gets them kidnapped in this uh situation <laughs> is that they have an obsession with skee-ball yeah i totally get it totally get it and once a month trying to escape from you know heaven and that their are uh, all their responsibility is to come down to earth and play skee-ball and that as ryan mentioned at the beginning the old man that gets jumped in the beginning is the body that god is inhabiting um mm. yeah and it gets kidnapped by asriel and To making this whole thing possible. So to go play. Um, Also, I wanted to see if anyone else caught one little thing in uh, St. Michael's Church when uh, George Carlin at the beginning rolls out the Catholicism Wow campaign. They have a big banner on the front of it that says Catholicism Wow. Did you notice the end in the third act after the um, uh, Bartleby and uh, Loki have kind of um, killed everybody and like ripped? The the banner is still hanging, but it reads Catholicism. Catholicism. Ow, the W has been ripped. <laughs> I did altogether. not notice that. <laughs> Something I've realized this time, and this is probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen it that I never caught before. Um, I'm sure it's intentional. It was, it was a funny. That's giveaway, awesome. So. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I think this is a movie that has a lot of like peaks and valleys, but in a good way. Like it, it's both things at once. It's both the sophomoric comedy, the kind of thing you expect from Kevin Smith, but it's also a much deeper piece of you know um almost philosophical in ways like each scene kind of addresses some different issues not only about the human experience but of the way we relate to religion in in general um it's mostly focused on issues that are with you know the catholic church and the christian faith but i think a lot some of them are more human issues that are you know beyond just that specific thing so to get that as we've mentioned many times in the same uh in the same movie as jay and silent bob and the shit monster and all the other stuff that goes on um it's kind of interesting i think it makes it a unique film and probably not something you're gonna see a whole you know a whole real often so um it's got a lot going for it like its strengths are in those smarter moments um it's i don't know the the third the third act is a little bit of a mess at times but they pull it back together at the end the god stuff is really great um yeah i don't know it's uh i think it played to me even better than it did when i saw it in 1999 it disappointed me a bit then and i've seen it a couple times since then i always thought it was funny but um i think i wanted it to be a little more of an atheist manifesto like you know shake your fist at the catholic church and it wasn't that at all and now i find that kind of pleasant about it which is odd for me being a person that is not of faith but it's 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 making a lot of really wonderful points and just kind of it's a movie about the human condition that also has a shit monster so anyway um overall i enjoyed it again and i uh i'm not gonna go super high but i think i could i could go with a b on this one uh it's not a perfect movie but it's certainly a movie that (laughs) gets you talking because we proved that with the uh,
0: runtime tonight so yeah um oh yeah okay what do you think ryan That Well, it's it's similar, right? It's going to be a lot similar. Because this movie was the movie that got, for me at a younger age, interested in the idea of philosophy, actually. Not just theology, but philosophy in general. The idea of, like, looking at what you just perceive as a constant, whether it be religion, structure, whatever, and just, like, really look at the details and, like, there's some fuzziness here and it's just like and it kind of uh leans into a form of absurdism for me uh and that you don't really fully know at all and it's kind of an individual experience um and this ah man it's hard this movie has i don't think it's his intention honestly i don't think kevin smith was that deep into thinking about this movie but for for us for sure uh, based on this conversation, it is just this powerhouse and sure it's like humans fuck themselves over and they're using like the Catholic Church's dogmatic views as as the the model for it but it can be applied to anything and that's what makes this movie still so fascinating to me and it still has this weird theme of unique view askew Kevin Smith humor along the way <laughs> that I guess I would honestly say I hate to say it but it does weigh it down in terms of like can this movie be timeless and it's like it maybe could have been but this particular style of humor is of course of a 90s style of humor that will age poorly and the best you can really say is like, it's like it's Jay and Silent Bob. It's, it's Jay <laughs> first and foremost yeah. um, but that doesn't like, not to be all, uh, bashing, like, progressively bashing this film, because, like, these these are just people that do exist. Whether you like them or not, they're real, and it's, like, same with, like, you can't expect, like, how you don't want, like, right-wing people to Uh uh, bash on you for being more, you can't really bash on certain people for just being crude and and you just hope for the best and you deal with their shit and correct them appropriately as jay is frequently he's not allowed to do his shit i'm focusing way too much on one thing sorry tangents um but you know this movie does touch on like certain things uh uh uh, right to to die is a good example because eric actually brought it up like god being um incapacitated we didn't bring this up but the there's a little jab there about like if they would have let the person die like the homeless person who was god die god would have been in heaven none of this would have happened but the catholics fought hard to like you don't have a right to take a life Mm -hmm. and it's just like well that's fascinating you shot yourself in the foot there uh and then you see this going forth with like again i suggested this movie and it was because i think eh. let's talk about this after the removal of roe v wade and there's a deleted scene in this movie I wanted to bring up where uh, Beth actually talks about why she can't have children anymore, and it's because she got a um, back alley abortion essentially, and it caused an infection that destroyed her uterus. Hmm. And why she works at Planned Parenthood as a character is because she wants she's a counselor by the way. She don't they don't point that out in the movie, but she's a counselor to teens and explaining to them better health practices through her experience hmm. which i actually thought like i know they deleted it because it didn't have any relevance and it was a long scene but now it has relevance to say it, it has quite a bit of relevance
2: to the character too i kind of wish that was still there yeah. but you know.
0: yeah and it was a very emotional scene joe would have liked her acting in it oh <laughs> <laughs> so um so again i saw that scene so it's just like ah fuck so i'm skewed uh overall though i still enjoy this movie um I did, like I said before, I noticed that, yeah, some things in the age well, but it did not deter enough from, like, the main message, and this still sticks today. I always will recommend this movie. No, it's not for everybody of certain, not just religious, but certain senses of humor as well that this might deter them, but I still think it's always worth a try. For a curious mind, I will biasly give it an A-, uh, because of, because so, so,
1: um, so yeah i really enjoyed this the first time i saw it but had a few reservations the golgothan being the the biggest one uh and i think because that represented an unevenness in in this film the the heavy-handed um i don't say heavy-handed but the heavier material and how it's handled i really really like um these conversations about faith and and pointing out the flaws in strict adherence to, to these types of religious views uh, pointing out those loopholes but in a kind of a light way I, I've always enjoyed that and I still do the typical view askew stuff the Jay and Silent Bob characters and some of the jokes hasn't aged that well for me but I, I I'm not like offended by them or anything they're just they're there um, Yeah, they felt a little shoehorned in um, like, you could you could redo this, or just those scenes, right? And this would be a very different feel of a movie. I have nothing against adding comedy to bring some levity to something. I think that's a great idea, especially for something like this. It makes it very sellable, and, and it works. But it's just done a little clunky here, I feel. Like, it, it feels too uneven uh, when it bounces back and forth. It's not unwatchable by any means. Um, it's just, it, it does kind of stand out like... It's a little jarring when it goes from one extreme to the other, uh, but overall the performances are, are really quite good. Overall uh, production quality, yeah, like we said at the very beginning, this is Kevin Smith kind of at his, his peak, his first round peak, um, and uh, you know it's it's kind of shoehorned in with the View universe, but it doesn't hurt it that much. It just it's noticeable, uh, but I do recommend it so i'm actually going to go with uh with a b on this one as as well so uh and we'll be probably breaking up some of the the same points I man not the religious ones but definitely some of the same points when we talk about uh chasing amy coming up here soon but yeah. well this deals with religion
0: that one deals with uh yeah homosexuality yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> gonna be
1: we'll see how that one goes uh, but we would love to hear any of uh, any of the thoughts or uh, any other shared experiences about this film with any of our listeners. Uh, we would be happy to take any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms if you send them to the video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at video Junk Pod or find us on Facebook at the video Air podcast page. If you write it, we'll read it and we look forward to hearing from you.
2: And if uh, you like what you hear, we'd appreciate if you stop over at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast. and for only $1 a month get all kinds of uh, fantastic perks. Got any money? Um, and uh, help to support the podcast. Everything we do collect through Patreon does go directly into producing the podcast. And uh, whether you are a member of the Patreon family or not, we uh, appreciate you being here. Do want to thank both of our uh, <laughs> Uh, patrons uh, Scott Stewart and Tony Rodriguez thanks again for uh, being subscribers and uh, we appreciate you being here so um,
0: we love you, yeah, we up- embrace you yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up on the podcast as we mentioned uh, many times we're going to check out uh, another Kevin Smith's film uh Chasing Amy and then uh, the week after that, we're going to check out the convent, which is one that uh, Joe is bringing our way that I'm not familiar with, but I'm looking forward to watching. So,
0: look at that um, goth and eaten grin on his face. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and after that, we need to pick some more movies. So, if anybody wants to help us out, throw us a suggestion to the uh, all of the aforementioned places: email, Twitter, uh,
1: Facebook, etc. So, well, let us know what you want us to review, and uh, we'll try to get it on here. And we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junker Podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, which I'm sure you have, please feel free to share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiscus saying what a woman chooses to do
0: with her body is her own damn business. Snoochie Boochie.
2: <laughs> you have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old family. You
1: just can't let them go. Go. Stay
2: on the road. Get rid of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media, on Facebook at slash Video Junkyard Podcast, on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Wanna thank you again for listening? and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard